Okay, Effortless English members, welcome to the vocabulary for worthy goals. Let's get started with some of this new vocabulary. Um, in the beginning, I say, there I was, trapped in a tiny office, staring at the clock. To be trapped means to be stuck. It means you can't escape. Okay, and I mentioned that when I'm in this office, time seemed to go at a glacial pace. At a glacial pace, that whole phrase means very, very slowly. It seems like time goes very, very slow. It goes at a glacial pace. Okay, in the next paragraph, I say, day after day, I did the same mind-numbing routine. Mind-numbing. Numbing means to take away feeling. Uh, it comes from the, uh, the, the word numb. Numb means you can't feel. So if your hand is numb, it means there's no feeling in your hand. Numb means no feeling. So mind-numbing, you can imagine, it means your mind becomes numb. Your mind cannot feel. And what that phrase means is if your mind is, is, is can't feel or think, it means you're bored. You're so bored that your mind stops working. That's what mind-numbing means. So it, it's a good little slang expression. We use it a lot. Oh, my job is mind-numbing means it's so boring, super boring. And routine, mind-numbing routine, a routine is something you do again and again and again, maybe every day or every hour. All right, I use the word miserable. I say IBM was the most miserable job I ever had. Miserable means very, very unhappy, uh, painful sometimes, suffering. <laughs> okay, I use the word inspiring in the next paragraph. I say, I ask a question. Is it possible to make a living, to make money, in an honest and inspiring way? Something that is inspiring makes you feel excited. It makes you want to be a better person, want to do a better job, want to do something great. That's inspiring. That's the kind of work I want. Okay, and then in the next sentence I say, is it possible to have freedom and autonomy in one's work life? Autonomy, autonomy. Autonomy is close to freedom. It's a similar idea, but autonomy has the idea of personal freedom and also personal power. So it's kind of like independence also. Autonomy is kind of like freedom and independence. Freedom plus independence equals autonomy. All right, and then I ask another question. I say, does work have to be boring and degrading? Degrading is a great word. It's a strong word. If something is degrading, it means it makes you feel weak and powerless. So you feel weak, you feel powerless, sometimes you feel embarrassed. That's degrading. All right, a little bit later on, I, I use the word sterility. I say, the movie Office Space, I watched that movie Office Space, it captured, it, it showed the sterility and the numbness and the pointlessness perfectly. Sterility, the direct meaning, the literal meaning, it means without life no life. Now sometimes, uh, and it comes from the word sterile. Sterile is the adjective. Sterility is the noun. Um, something that is sterile, it means there's no life. Heartless. I use the word heartless. I say that people who work these kind of jobs too long, you become heartless. If you are heartless, it means you have no emotion. And it also has the idea that you have no kindness. Later, I, get, I have a quote from Hakim Bey, an interesting writer. He says, Work is the most oppressive force we face, the greatest source of misery in our lives. 
oppressive. Something that is oppressive means it controls you. It makes you feel weak. Uh, so a government can be oppressive. It means the government pushes down the people, controls the people too much. In this sentence, I also use the word face, but I'm using it as a verb. To face something. It means to meet or to encounter. All right, uh, then I say I hated the drab offices at IBM. Drab. Drab is another great word. Drab is a little bit like sterile. Drab means without color. No color. Uh, the next paragraph I say, since then, since IBM, I have been on a quest for a better livelihood. A quest. A quest is a search. It means you're looking for something. Uh, but it has a very, it's a very strong word, a quest. So a quest is not a normal search. A quest means you are going on a big search, looking for something very, very important. All right, on the next page of the learning guide, uh, I, I use the word administrators. I say, as an employee, an employee means worker, of course, as, an, as a worker. And I say, as an employee, I must still follow administrators' rules. So even though I love teaching English, and I do, working at a school means I must follow administrators' rules. Administrator means boss or manager, really. An administrator is a, is a manager. All right, anyway, uh, next I say that as an employee working for someone else, there's always an element of humiliation, always a whiff of command and control. All right, an element of, that little phrase, an element of humiliation. An element of means a little bit of or a piece of. And the next part of that sentence has a similar meaning. Always a whiff of, a whiff of command and control. A whiff of, whiff actually comes from smelling. It means you smell something very quickly. But the, the indirect meaning here, what the meaning, a whiff of something means a little bit of something. Command means to tell someone to do something. It's a strong word. It's like in the army. The sergeant will command the soldier, do this, go here, shoot that guy, do some push-ups. That's a command, okay? I use the word principles in that paragraph. I say, unless you are your own boss, unless you have your own business or work for yourself, you cannot live according to your own principles. Principles are similar to rules, but it's really a deeper meaning. Principles are rules you live by. They're very general rules that you live by. For example, honesty is a principle. All right, and the next one I said, I realized suddenly that I had to take the risk. Risk means chance, right? It means, you know, maybe you will fail, maybe you will succeed, but you don't know. I said, I needed to take the risk and follow my heart. Follow my heart is a good phrase. It means to follow your deepest feeling or follow your deepest belief. Okay, I say, finally, it's a little scary when you start to pursue your dream. To pursue, to pursue is, means to follow, or it means to try to get something, to try to catch something. So to follow and try to catch, that's pursue. Okay, I say there are no guarantees. A guarantee is when someone tells you, you will succeed 100%. It's kind of like a promise, a promise to succeed. But there are no guarantees when you start your own business. You might fail, right? It's not 
Okay, and I mentioned that the specter of failure always hangs over you. Specter means ghost. So I'm using, it's a little bit like poetry, it's an image. I'm not, it's not a direct meaning. But I say the specter of failure, it means the ghost of failure. Okay, and I say it always hangs over you. Hangs over you means follows you. If something hangs over you, it means it's always above you. It's always with you. you it never goes away. It never goes away. It's always there. So if the fear of failure hangs over you, it means you're always afraid to fail. It's hanging over you. Okay, finally, I use the, from the title here, I said, I once read that a worthy goal should both terrify and inspire you. Worthy means good enough, honest, noble, great, something worth doing, something you should do. So it has, if something is worthy, it has the idea that, okay, it's something you should do. If it's not worthy, it means eh, it's not good enough. It's not good enough for you to do. So a worthy goal is a good goal. It's a goal you should follow, a goal you should try to get. And then the ver of course, a goal is something that you try to get. Like you say, I will lose 10 pounds this month. That's a goal. It's something you plan to do, something you want to do. That's a goal. All right, I say that a worthy goal should terrify you. To terrify means to scare you, to scare a lot. It's much stronger than scare. Scare is, you know, kind of a normal word, but terrify means scare a lot, super scared, right? So if a goal terrifies you, it makes you really, really, really scared. Terrify, to terrify. All right, finally, I, I use the, uh, a phrase called asking out. I say, I give some examples of dreams people have. Some people want a great adventure. An adventure is an exciting experience. Sometimes adventure has the idea of a trip, you know, taking a journey, taking a trip, but not always. It can just be any experience that's very exciting, maybe a little dangerous, that's an adventure. Another example, I say, asking out a girl or a guy. This little phrase, asking out, if you use asking out if with, with girl or guy or man or woman, then it means you ask them for a date. You say, oh, I like you. Would you go to a restaurant with me? Would you go to dinner with me? Would you go see a movie with me? That's to ask out. So you say, oh, I want to ask out that girl. Or she asked out that guy. Okay, that means ask them for a date. And I say another example, studying abroad. Abroad means outside your country. So if I, an American, if American studies abroad, then he or she will study in Europe or in Asia or South America. Uh, so that's abroad. Abroad means outside your country, your own country. And I say, perhaps you've hesitated. Perhaps you've hesitated to try your dream because you're terrified, you're scared. To hesitate means to stop or to wait or to pause means you don't do something, you, you wait. You know you should do it, maybe you start to do it, and then you stop because you're worried. So that's hesitate, the verb is hesitate, to hesitate. The past tense, hesitated. All right, finally, in the very last part, I say my best advice to you is to accept your fear. If you accept something, it means you don't fight against it. It means you say, okay, I understand, I'm not fighting against this. So if you're afraid, 
you can try to fight against it. You can say, no, 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 I'm not afraid, I'm not afraid. Or you can try to run away, you can try to avoid your fear. But you can also accept it. It just means you say, yes, I am afraid. Okay, you don't fight against it. You don't say it's not true. You say, yes, this is true and it's okay. That's accept. To accept something is to just say, this is okay. All right, so I say you should accept your fear. Don't fight it and don't deny it. You have it, it's okay. I say accept your fear, but don't give up. To give up is to quit. So give up. You say, oh, I, in the past tense is gave up. You say, I gave up. It means you stop trying, you quit. I gave up on that job. I quit that job. I stopped trying at that job. So you all, it's, it's a common phrase, a common thing to say, don't give up, it means don't stop, don't quit, you can do it. And finally, in the last sentence, the last vocabulary word for today, antidote. I say, the best antidote to fear is action. An antidote is a cure. It's kind of like medicine, medicine for poison. So if a snake bites you, a cobra or a rattlesnake, a poisonous snake, something bites you, oh, you're going to die. The doctor will give you an antidote. An antidote is medicine for poison. So in this case, the poison is fear. You are afraid, you're terrified. So the medicine for fear is action. The best antidote for fear is action. All right, so that's antidote. Antidote is kind of a medicine or a cure for something poisonous or something bad. That's it for today's vocabulary. Okay, I'll see you next time. Good luck. And finally, don't forget the forums. Right in the forums. Okay, see you next time. Bye-bye. When I tell the story, I'm going to ask a lot of questions. Try to answer the questions quickly before I answer them. This will help you to remember the new vocabulary and phrases. Okay. Once there was a miserable guy named AJ. He was stuck in a miserable job. But he made a lot of money. The job was degrading because he had an oppressive boss. AJ had no autonomy. He had to ask for permission to do anything. One day, AJ decided he was sick of the drab and sterile office. He yelled at his boss, take this job and shove it, I quit. AJ decided to travel the world on a quest for fun and adventure. He never hesitated. He bought a plane ticket to India and left the miserable job forever. Now, he's not miserable anymore. Okay, one more time, let's do it again. Once there was a miserable guy named AJ. What kind of guy was AJ? Was he happy? No. Was he sad and terrible and he felt horrible? Yes, he was miserable. He was stuck in a miserable job. Was it a good job? No. Was it a fun job? No. Was it an interesting job? No, it was a miserable job. He made a lot of money at this miserable job. But the job was degrading because he had an oppressive boss. Was the job fun? No, it was not. Did he feel good at the job? No. Why not? Because it was a degrading job. Was, did he have a good time at his degrading job? No, he did not. He felt weak and powerless because it was a degrading job. And his boss was oppressive. Was his boss kind to him? No. Did his boss make him feel powerful? 
No. His boss made him feel weak. His boss was oppressive. His boss pushed him down. He was an oppressive boss. AJ had no autonomy. He had to ask for permission to do anything. So, did AJ have to ask permission to do anything? Or did he have autonomy? He had to ask permission, of course. He did not have autonomy. Did AJ have independence at his job? No, he did not. He did not have autonomy. He had no independence. Could AJ make decisions by himself at his job? No, he could not. He did not have autonomy. He had to ask his boss first. Okay, one day AJ decided he was sick of the drab and sterile office. Was the office a nice office? No, it was not. Did it have a lot of colors and art? No, it did not. Did the office have a lot of life? Did it have emotion and feeling? No, it did not. The office was gray. The office had no color, just grays and tans and whites. It was a drab office, a sterile office. So AJ yelled at his boss finally, take this job and shove it. Did AJ want his job anymore? No, he did not. Did AJ want to stay at his job forever? No, he did not. So what did he do? He quit his job. He told his boss, take this job and shove it. That means I don't want this job anymore. It's very rude. Okay, did AJ talk quietly to his boss? No, he was rude and angry and he yelled at his boss, take this job and shove it. AJ decided to travel the world on a quest for fun and adventure. Did AJ go on a quest for money? No, of course not. Did AJ go on a quest for women? No, he did not. What did AJ go on a quest for? What was he searching for? AJ went on a quest for fun and adventure. This was his quest. This was his search, his journey. Did AJ hesitate? Did he wait to do this? No, he did not. AJ did not hesitate. He never hesitated. He went quickly. He went immediately. He never hesitated. He bought a plane ticket to India immediately, right away. And he left the miserable job forever. Did he leave a good job? No, he did not. Did he leave an interesting and fun job? Of course not. He left a miserable, terrible, sad, depressing, boring job. It was a miserable job. Now, AJ's not miserable anymore. Now he's happy. Now he's excited. He's teaching English on the internet to great, wonderful members of Effortless English. He's not miserable anymore. Okay, that's today's mini story. Worthy goals. There I was, trapped in a tiny office, staring at the clock. Time seemed to go at a glacial pace. I turned back to the computer, put my hands on the keyboard, and stared at the screen. I sat like that for hours, doing no work. But if someone walked by my office, it looked like I was working on the computer. Day after day, I did the same mind-numbing routine. It was the most miserable job I've ever had, working for IBM. Is it possible to make a living in an honest, inspiring, interesting way? Is it possible to have freedom and autonomy in one's work life? Does work have to be boring and degrading? Last night I watched the movie Office Space, a comedy about office workers. 
It was very funny because it was so true. As I watched, I remembered my experiences working for IBM many years ago. The movie captured the sterility, the numbness, and the pointlessness perfectly. Sadly, most jobs are like this. Most jobs, in my opinion, are factories of degradation. The worker's spirit and soul are crushed. Over time, people who work in such jobs become empty, depressed, heartless, and boring. Hakim Bey once wrote that work is the most oppressive force we face, the greatest source of misery in our lives. This has certainly been true for me. I hated my job at IBM. I hated the sterility. I hated the insincerity. I hated the drab offices. I hated the boredom and humiliation. Since then, I've been on a quest for a better livelihood. I've been searching and searching for a good job, for something I love to do. I found that in teaching English. I love doing it. I love working with the students. They excite and inspire me. I love my time in the classroom. Being an English teacher is much better than working for IBM, but it's still not what I consider a right livelihood. As an employee, I must still follow administrators' rules. I must still use their textbooks, even when I think they are terrible. As an employee, there is always an element of humiliation, always a whiff of command and control. After many years of searching and thinking, I now believe that self-employment is the only way to have a right livelihood. You simply must be your own boss, or you will never be able to live according to your own principles. Truthfully, this is the major reason I launched Effortless English. I was sick of teaching the way other people wanted me to teach, sick of using useless textbooks, and sick of expensive schools that failed their students. I suddenly realized that I had to take the risk and follow my heart. I had to have the freedom to do what I loved. It's a little scary when you start to pursue your dream. There are no guarantees. People tell you that you are crazy. The specter of failure always hangs over you. For the first time in your life, you and only you are responsible, completely responsible. I once read that a worthy and powerful goal should both terrify and inspire you. If you don't feel both excitement and scared, it's probably not a worthy goal. I agree. Perhaps you also have big dreams. Maybe you also dream of starting your own business, or writing a book, or going on a great adventure, or asking out a girl or a guy, or studying abroad. Perhaps you've hesitated to try because actually pursuing the dream terrifies you. Or maybe the fear of failure scares you. If so, you should realize that this is good. The fear is good. Your terror is a good sign. It means you have chosen a worthy goal. My best advice to you is to accept that fear. Accept it, but don't let it stop you. Whatever your dream, be terrified, but don't give up. Be terrified and then do it. Because the best antidote to fear is action.